0: A long time ago, when the earth was filled with
1: water, it was a raft. Oh, the wax wings are going off. Look at the fly catching. We gotta check this out.
0: She mostly recalled one soldier as she repeatedly said, the man with the red shirt, the man with the red shirt.
1: Here we are with our second podcast here at Tuolumne Meadows. Tuolumne is at about 8,600 feet elevation in the High Sierra in Yosemite National Park. It's a very large subalpine meadow. Well, as I face west, I'm watching the sun slowly set. The shadows around me are getting longer and longer. Looking to the east, I can see the red mountains of Mount Dana Mount Gibbs, along the crest of the Sierra Nevada. And just this side of it, we see the hulk of Limbert Dome rising out of the trees that line the meadow. Most of the forests that surround Tuolumne Meadows are lodgepole pine. Oh, I see a coyote running across the meadow right now. Ears perked up. It stopped. Its ears are pointing forward. It's looking at something. It's looking very carefully. It is staring Staring, up! There it goes! It jumped down. It and it caught a little mouse or something. I can't see from here. These meadows do have meadow mice or voles, but they also have a lot of young belding ground squirrels that uh, stand near their homes upright. Some people may think of them as diminutive prairie dogs as they stand there. But this coyote got either a ground squirrel or maybe a meadow mouse or vole or something like that, and it chomped it down right before my eyes, and away it went down the throat. And off the coyote goes running again. Now these are the kinds of wonderful things that people can experience in places like Tuolumne Meadows. And we have a staff of rangers to help you see that. The leader of those rangers is a woman named Margaret Eisler, and she's going to talk about growing up here. And we'll also talk about one of her employees, another ranger naturalist named Karen Amstutz. Karen has three daughters. One is four, one is six, and one is ten. And for the last three years, they have been growing up here in Tuolumne Meadows. I talked to Margaret first, and one of the things I wanted to know was, the first time she came to Tuolumne Meadows, and this is what she said.
0: I think when I was less than one year old.
1: Tell me a little bit about what your parents did here.
0: Um, My parents were caretakers for the Sierra Clip Campground, um, which was a 160-acre homestead that had been originally claimed by Jean-Baptiste Lambert in 1885 and um, eventually came into the, um, the hands of the Sierra Club in 1912. And um, the Sierra Club set up two campgrounds, a family campground and a, a group campground. And my parents lived in the um, collie cabin. They were caretakers, and that's where the caretakers lived um, for six summers from... Um, 1956 to 61 and it was a very simple cabin it had no running water, no electricity um, no telephone um, my parents walked up and down the hill to the river with buckets to carry get water to wash clothes and dishes and, and we'd get fill up our glass jugs with water at the ranger station to drink and so it was It was just very simple, but it was great.
1: I grew up in Los Angeles, and I didn't get much wilderness. In fact, wilderness was vacant lots, really, for me. That's pretty much all I got. And and a a big part of your childhood was living in a place with a wood stove. and I mean, everything was really primitive and pioneer-like. What did you find? I mean, you know, as a kid, we we watched TV, we rode our bicycles, we went to the movies. In the summertime, what? I mean, what? What did you find yourself doing here?
0: Um, there was no end of of playful things to do. We. I was, of course, I was very young, and so my sister and I and our friends, other campers who would come every summer, um, we hopped from rock to rock. I had my favorite rock horses. We'd ride. and
1: Rock horses?
0: Yes. Just uh, horse rocks that you could sit on and pretend you were riding. <laughs> um, we... Hiked. I mean, we, from the time we could walk, we were walking up Lumbert Dome and going to Dog Lake and wading and swimming in the river. And we had our favorite mud hole down by the river. We'd squish our toes through, and we collected ladybugs in the sagebrush, which were on the right near the cabin, and um, played store with our parents' um, supply of canned goods. Um, I don't know. It was, It was just unending, eternal days of play. Remember how summer used to last forever. At least it seemed like a year or longer when I was little. And it was just a a joyful time.
1: Yeah, I remember summers living in the city. Um, That's just amazing. I mean, you know, we had all these things, and yet you used a lot of curiosity and and imagination. We did, too. We, We did a lot of that, too, but... I think what I'm getting at is, today it seems like kids need to be entertained from the exterior rather than from inside. Um, do you see that today with, with the younger people camping here?
0: Um, yeah, Well, I think I notice that in general, but I also see children of employees who are up here. And I see different parenting techniques, but I see some that just let their children play as we did, and it's just, it, I just love seeing that. just It's heartwarming to see them making their little forts and, and collecting rocks and um, looking closely at insects and and just loving playing by the river. So it still happens, but I think it's more rare.
1: Yeah. You're telling me that you, uh, you would actually walk when you're, I'm imagining, like three or four to Dog Lake, which is uphill and a uh-huh. little over a mile, plus probably the mile from your house, the two-mile walk, boy, that's, uh, that's quite a bit for a kid.
0: I think kids can do a lot. I think parents often think that they can't and then limit them, but it's amazing what kids can do.
1: If you were to talk to, uh, to, to parents and, and they were coming up to Tuolumne Meadows, what would you, what would you have them do with their children?
0: Um, I suggest that they go out across the meadow on the old Tioga Road, out to the river. And if that's as far as their children can go, then th- that would be a great spot to go. Or up to Soda Springs, the, the area that I grew up, um, or to Dog Lake, which is a wonderful lake to play in. It's warmer than some. Um, it's a mile and a half um Going uphill, but you know, you take your time and you get there before you know it. Or up to the top of Limbert Dome where you have a fabulous view, also a mile and a half. Yeah, or yeah, any of those.
1: I'm sitting here looking at Limbert Dome over your shoulder, and it's way up there. It's this big, high rock standing up in the sky, and it looks really formidable from here. Where's the trail?
0: Uh, Well, there are two trails, um, one just right over here to our right, and then another um, up through the forest on the other side. But actually, when I was little, we used to always go up the front, keeping to the right. Scary. Um, I don't remember thinking it was scary, but much later, I was trying to figure out how we had done it as a family, and... I had a hard time figuring it out, but it finally did. <laughs> so it is a little... You have to pick your way up along the ledges. and Yeah. Yeah, but it's exciting. It's fun.
1: It's beautiful. I'm looking up there again at the glacial polish glinting in the sun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did you go on naturalist programs when you were younger?
0: Yes. I clearly remember going on ranger walks with Carl Sharsmith. I remember one particular... Uh, Early evening walk with Carl Starsmith up from May Lake um, up over that that little ridge just to the right of the peak, Hoffman and I remember Carl pointing out this little tiny tree it was very it 's like a little dwarf bonsai tree uh, growing in the crack of granite and I remember he calculated that it was 40 years old, and I remember thinking, "Oh, it's it's older than my mother." <laughs> and now I think 40 years old—that's nothing. It's <laughs> really funny how <laughs> how your sense of time changes as you grow older. Yeah. But it seemed so old to me. It was just a little tree, though, very tiny tree.
1: Well, little tiny tree, 40 <laughs> years old. Summer lasts a year. And, and now, what are the summers last?
0: Oh, just, it's just, it flies by so quickly. It's gone before you know it.
1: What kind of a nest is this?
2: Jungle nest. And I see the cracked eggs in there. Cracked
1: eggs? The cracked eggs. What happened?
2: There was a big rainstorm, and um, they cracked from that. And now the now the um, the eggs aren't gonna hatch. They're not. Wanna see them?
1: Yeah. Are they under that? Oh, yeah. I see. What do you think the parent birds did?
2: I think they flew away.
1: Yeah, you think they maybe made some more eggs somewhere else?
2: Maybe they may be laying eggs right now.
1: How old are you? Four. Four? So, how do you like living up here? Good. Why do you think it's good? It's
2: pretty here.
1: That was Lupin Amstutz. She and her two sisters, Sylvie and Eliza, live here with their parents at Tuolumne Meadows during the summer. She and her six-year-old sister, Sylvie, like to watch ants. Do you, do you girls like to look at ants a lot?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And under the log right there, there's, there, so, there's many. so many ants, and there's a home of ants. There's a... And there's a bunch of, and they like to bite, and I pick them up and, and make them bite me because it feels good. Sylvie, so the ant, he bit me, but it didn't hurt at all. It just, it just felt like, it just felt
1: like. What other kinds of things do you like to look at besides ants?
2: The birds and the deer.
1: The older daughter, Eliza, told me about a new tradition she'd made up.
2: Now we just figured out a tradition we should hike our age every year. I turned 10 in May and Leif, who lives, who's um, staying next to us, Leaf just turned 10, I think, a few days ago. Then he was 10, so we are both 10. So um, the day before yesterday, we hiked um, from here to Tenaya Lake, and that was about 10 miles. So we hiked our age this year.
1: Wow, that's a long way.
3: Mm-hmm. I love living here. I love that my kids get a chance to be here experience a simpler life and, uh, and notice the little things in the mountains.
1: Their house is a two-room tent with wood floors situated in a place called Ranger Camp. When I first began working here in Yosemite in 1968, many of the seasonal rangers throughout the park lived in these tent cabins. Most are gone now, but here in Tuolumne Meadows, they continue to provide shelter for a few of the seasonals. But most who live in them wouldn't trade for the world. Eliza gave me a tour of her tent cabin.
2: Well, so what should I show you?
1: I don't know. This is your house.
2: Well, the kitchen is here and well that's a bear box where we keep everything. That
1: big steel box on the ground there?
2: Yep. Uh-huh. And also this is the sink.
1: And that stove there is a two burner. Yeah. Looks like a hot plate plugged into an electrical socket.
2: hmm Because it's sort of frustrating to always cook things on the fire.
1: Oh, really? The fire? Where's that?
2: It's over here, and sometimes we can put pellets in here. Show me how that works. wood pellets, and you lift this. There's a little door, and see there's pellets in there. And you uh-huh. put them in, and, the, and you can start the fire with them, and the fire sticks, and so then you can have a fire, but there's also a little oven that we sometimes bake things in, but because you have to get it really hot.
1: What about those pellets, Liza? What are those pellets made out of?
2: They're made out of little pieces of wood. And this is our little um, stereo thing, but it doesn't work very much. So we usually use the computer to play music.
1: This is really interesting to see a house with an old wood stove and a wood floor and canvas top yeah. and a picnic table here in the kitchen and big steel boxes to keep your food in so the bears don't get it. And then you have a computer.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It seems a little odd, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. I don't like having a computer very much.
1: Why not? You don't?
2: Because it seems too modern. I wish it was still like the olden days.
1: You like the olden days?
2: Yeah, because everybody had horses. So, and that
1: gets us back to your liking horses a lot.
2: Yeah. Well, um... Well, we have refrigerator locks, I think, because then bears might get in. So,
1: Bears get in your refrigerator, so you I'm have to lock it. That's pretty amazing. Are you yeah. worried about bears? No. Why not?
2: Because they're cute.
1: Because <laughs> bears are cute? Yes. <laughs> have they ever come in the cabin?
2: Well, they came in our house in Elvertown once. Really? Yeah. Can
1: you tell me about that?
2: Sure. Well, it was eating cat food, and my mom was just sitting there, and it came in, and me and Sylvia and Lupin were asleep. We were asleep, so my mom felt really protective of us, and it was so funny that she just opened the door and kicked the bear out, and my dad said she made a sound that didn't sound like a human.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard your mother make that sound? any other time no <laughs> wow that's pretty amazing a lock on the refrigerator to keep the bears out oh and i see climbing ropes up there on the yeah. shelf
2: we like to go climbing a lot
1: you, what do you do
2: well yesterday we just went bouldering but we did some pretty hard bouldering and i still am sort of sore from that but so uh, usually we go to like puppy dome and we um do chalk ropes and climb up
1: how high is Puppy Dome?
2: Probably like 200 feet.
1: Well, show me the rest of the cabin.
2: That's good well, um, one of my favorite things about being back here is because when it's raining, you can lie on the beds and just look up, and then the rain um, pours down and you can look at it on the roof, and sometimes, and it heals, and it, um, and it sounds really pretty and also sometimes we see like little lizards and i see right now i see a bug on the roof like just a little silhouette of it oh yeah and also sometimes we see birds perching on the roof and um
1: so you like living in going inside of a cabin that doesn't have a real roof it has canvas on the roof
2: yeah
1: and and the light comes right through
2: mm-hmm. so you don't usually need the light except for at night
1: yeah What's up with
0: you, Lupin? You want to say something? Want to we
2: built a fort made out of sticks outside.
0: You built that a fort? we can f- go in. That it's you can go in? big
2: enough that we can go in it. Really? Mm-hmm. Like five of us. Can you mm-hmm. show me? Uh-huh.
1: Can you bring them to that fort?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, We're now going
1: outside <laughs> and down the wooden steps.
2: And we even you um, me to, you, Lupin? built a stables in yeah. the fort.
1: And what a fort that was. Room for five where they would go in and pretend they were living a primitive life in the woods. <laughs> Imagine that. The children named it Little Villa Kula, after the place where Pippi Longstockings lived. They told me they would spend hours and hours in there and then Eliza wanted to show me a place called Fairy House Village.
2: I just made yesterday.
1: Oh, that's cool. But
2: the problem is, it's in a little creek bed.
1: Well, I guess like the the Junco's nest, whoever lives in that fairy house may have a hard time when it rains.
2: Uh mm-hmm. huh. Okay. And so this right here is supposed to be a little fairy stable, um, a little fairy corral, See? And, um, and so this is the little um riding arena, and the horses live in there, but if they want to, like... Is that a horse right there? No, that's an ant.
1: That's an ant. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: And if they want to, they can, like, have horse lessons, and they have horse lessons in here. This is the place where they ride. This is the one I think I might have worked the hardest on, because, like, there's a piece of wood here, and I made it with a rock and two sticks flat rock i made a little picnic
3: table you know there's such a trend towards having kids have less experience in this in this country less experience outdoors and less contact with it and seeing our kids noticing the seasons even though we're not in Tuolumne, their fairy houses are affected by winter and they we come up here early in the season which it's still spring here when we come up you know early spring There's snow on the ground when we first come up and that they get to see that the plants are just starting to come to life. They notice which flowers bloom first and then start to die, making way for the next wave of flowers blooming and the birds hatching. And they get to see that close up and and they're out playing in it. They're not just looking at it on TV and, you know, to, to really feel this place that way it it makes me so thankful that that they get to have that and we can just let them go play here and not worry about that they're out of our sight or that they're gonna have I mean if they get hurt they're gonna learn a lesson you know about what to do and what not to do and, and they get hurt sometimes they have you sh- can't see their knees are all scraped up and <laughs> they have cuts and mosquito bites and I mean, we all have scrapes and bruises. Yeah. I always have cuts, too, but it's just because we're out um, having contact with the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes the earth here is a little sharp and yeah. rough, like the granite that we sit on when we go swimming and climb up mm-hmm. when we're climbing. And...
0: But I feel like they have, a, they have a realistic sense of risk because they take lots
1: of little risks in their fairy fort building and running around the cabin and,
0: and all that, occasionally Guided by, by the parents, put your shoes on. Slow down a bit. That's a heavy rock. Be careful. But the vast majority of the time, they're on their own, figuring it out themselves, which is,
3: I think, very healthy. And uh, it's, it's really, it's a beautiful thing for us. We don't want them to go out and get hurt. I'll say that. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you, well, no parent really no does. No parent wants their kid to get hurt, but we don't think it's a tragedy if they skin their knees. In other words, but. Mm-hmm. I love the confidence that 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 leaves them with when they have these experiences. They do skin their knee and they're not afraid of something that's going to just leave them, you know, a little bit scratched. But they are so confident running around here in rocks and climbing trees. And they're not freaked out about what could be here because they know what is here. And there's nothing they need to be afraid of. You know, they're very very confident, very empowered in this world that they're part of.
2: This isn't the most exciting thing, but it's pretty exciting that a bear came close to us at dinner time. We like to sing songs and roast marshmallows and play games
3: the around
2: the campfire. And he was ripping the log, he was ripping the log apart. There was a song that we learned in school about the seven continents, and to the same tune, we made up a song about Tuolumne. Okay, one, two, three. Puppy dome, kitty dome, dog lake, dog dome, marmot rock. Don't forget Lambert dome. Don't forget Cathedral Peak. These are the places of Tuolumne. These are the places of Tuolumne.
3: I really enjoy the openness of the community that that is inspired by these tent cabins. We have great rituals here. We have campfires and we have, you know, our neighbors up there are going to have, next Thursday night, they're going to have an art gallery opening (laughs) where everybody's contributing art or some humor. Poetry. Poetry. Performance, yeah. yeah, performances. But, um, yeah, just little things like that. Good but simple, just community events That aren't based on technology, really, except for we did have a slideshow on the side of the tent cabin last week (laughs) where we invited anyone who wanted to come see.
2: Into Wallamy. Into Wallamy. You can fish. You can fish. All All you catch are big ones. All you catch are big ones. Ha ha
1: ha.
0: Ha 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 into Wollamy. Into. There was no end of, of playful things to do. It was just this grand adventure.